Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. This is the Runner's World Podcast. Welcome to the Runner's World Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. Today we're speaking with body positive campaigner and model Sharifa J. How's it going, Ben? You all right? I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm very well. I look out my window and the sun is shining. Everything looks wonderfully autumnal. And I got out this morning on my bike for a little bit of Epping Forest, which was looking resplendent. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still riding that crest of an endorphin wave from this morning. Oh, that's, that's, that's promising. I was thinking the same thing this morning. I went for a little run around Brockwell Park, the local park, and I was like, is October actually the best month for running? I think you can make a case for it. Just being outside, not even just running, running, cycling, walking, we went up to we went up to we went up to Hampstead Heath at the weekend. Excellent. I think it's just it's just you're right. It's the best out. It's like obviously summer has its benefits with with warmth and sunshine and like being outside. But a lot of that comes with social activities. Now this year that's not been really that possible. So summer has diminished somewhat in its sort of powers. And I would say that October is doing a great job of being the best outdoor time. I like it, mate. I think also, you know, if, if you're if you're out running, you you know, you heat up really quickly. So this, this these sort of days in summer where it's like, you know, I know we don't get that many, but that are kind of 20, 28, 29 degrees. Actually, for running, that's that's not ideal. But no. temperatures like like we got today, uh, oh. you get a bit of sun in October. Oh, I'll tell you what. I could write an ode to autumn, like like Keats, but I won't. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, how are you? I was exploring. Anyway, how are you? Apart from your Brock no. Bowl, you know your run this morning. <laughs> no, I'm good. And I I went for a um for a run on Saturday, and I've I um I've purchased this thing called the Green Ground Map. So this is somebody's kind of reimagined all the green spaces in London as a tube map, and so it looks like a tube map, but instead of having like Piccadilly Circus to Leicester Square, it will have I don't know Hyde Park to uh to you know. Uh, to Hampstead Heath, you know, and it, and, it, and it has the distances between these green spaces and various lines. So I, I plotted a route um, around but South it's, London it's based all, on that. It's all foot-based or, or, or bike or something. It's not... All, foot, all foot-based. There's not, it, yeah, right. The actual route that you pick between the green spaces is up to you. So there's quite a, so there's quite a lot of, um, yeah, oh, you've got a lot of freedom not, it's between not like a, It's not like a, it doesn't have like public transport links on it and stuff like that. It's just... No, no, no. Right, got it. Yeah. All about self-propelled travel, um, nice. and uh, yeah, it's a really nice way of plotting um, routes. And I think also it's something that um, that other cities could one hundred percent do. Because I mean, yeah, I think lots of great UK cities have a lot of interesting spaces and green and parks and the rest of it. So um, 
yeah, I'd like to see more of this green ground map, more cities reimagined around their green spaces rather than, uh, you know, around their tube stations. And um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to explore a bit more and hopefully tick off a few of the uh, a few of the parks I, I haven't seen. Oh, that sounds great. I reckon those are the sorts of things that should be present in all tube stations so that when you, someone gets there, yeah, yeah. they can be like, oh, I could just walk. That's that's the sort of thing. Anyway. Pseudoscience. Pseudoscience. Su- yes. <laughs> no, not even pseudoscience. Legit. And it's going to oh, make... Full, full science. It's going to make 50% of the world agree. And the other half will probably question it. But we've got we've got more imperial evidence that 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 states that women are better pacers than men. So a new a new run study uh, a new run repeat study has analysed two million three hundred forty eight thousand five hundred five marathon results uh, from two thousand and nine to twenty nineteen, and they look at the different pace throughout the marathon between the men and the women, and the data shows that women are eighteen point three three percent better at keeping an average pace than the men. And and if <laughs> to rub salt into our wounds, the women burn out less in the second half of a marathon. Yeah, it's actually this has been kind of talked about for a while, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm this is dramatic. this is a huge a huge study that sort of really confirms it and it's not that close. I think 18.3% better at keeping an even pace. So that's like I mean that's a marked that's a, that's a marked difference and um yeah, it would be it's interesting to to sort of speculate as to why that is. Why why are men pacing things wrong? I'd imagine probably going out too hard at the start and and, yeah. and then fading Ego. away a bit. Ego. Yeah, I think that's it's right. Basically, think that's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I think we. I mean, it's 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 been fairly uh, evident from other data that we've looked at before, and uh, ultra results have been quite. Um, telling in this in this debate it's not really a debate it's just a nice uh, sort of breakdown of some data really um but you know women are consistently better at uh, running ultras it seems uh from results so you know it, it does go to show that you know these stats are are very telling so if you want to run a marathon more consistently and evenly and not burn out so much in the second half you should take a note from all the women yeah, agreed. I think there's a maturity about the way that female runners approach endurance events that is is not always there with with male runners. Um, and and stats like this prove it. Hey, but also got some other science for you as well. This, this is this is about um, running shoes. So uh, I guess uh, the headline would be, "Oh, your running shoes weakening your feet," and it shows that shoes with a toe spring in them. So the vast majority of um, you mean like a running shoes and certainly shoe. um, run. No, just just ones in which the, your your toe um, is is slightly a- angled up. So m- most running shoes you see, so unless unless you're running in like an outro or like a uh, some kind of V-bram or something very very flat, you, you're likely to have a toe spring, aren't you? Likely that the front bit is going to go up a little bit. Um, and it showed that while running, that makes running easier, makes the foot work less while running. Um, the, the downside of that is that. Uh, wearing them too often uh could mean that your um your foot is, is getting weaker as a result and obviously a weak foot can lead to to things like plantar fasciitis and, and weak feet are obviously not not a runner's friend but it's this interesting balance there where actually to run in these shoes seemingly 
is easier when you think about something like let's look at the nike vaporfly yet again that that has a, a noticeable toe spring so it's obviously not doing any harm for for running but it might be something to think about if you were like what shoe am i what shoe am i running in all the time does that have a massive toe spring or or maybe like what am i walking around in during the day i think we, i think what we, we we agree on um doing a lot of your non-running activities in a shoe that probably doesn't have a toe spring that doesn't have a squash forefoot that doesn't have too much of a heel i think when it, when it actually comes to running i'm kind of now in the in that kind of space of i think what, what you run in can actually have some of those things and should have a bit of cushioning etc um but what you but what you do outside of that um should try yeah i think the more the more natural a shoe you can you can get away with the better you know um, we're not talking it doesn't have to be fancy orthotic looking things just get yourself get yourself a nice pair of vans or something they're pretty flat you know you don't have to walk around like a an, a, a very uncool dad like me he's you know <laughs> walking around in his vivos or looking yeah, exactly. I've got massive feet as well, so I, they do look like clown shoes. But you know, you stop caring at some point, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Hey, I tell you what, should we got on our our guest of the week? Yes, let's do it. Much better than this. <laughs> guest of the week. Here in the studio. Guest of the week. Sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete. Could be a physio. Or a complete unknown. Okay, our guest this week is Sharifa Jay, a model body positivity campaigner and runner. And we're delighted to have her on. And we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of body positivity in the world of running. So Sharifa, welcome to the Runner's World podcast. Hey, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. One of the angles that we'd really like to explore is kind of the idea of of body positivity and Mm. running. Yeah, totally. I think it's a really important conversation, actually. And I'm only now starting to see brands um, like, and I, not that brands are the be all and end all, but they, when it comes to fitness, I think brands are very integrated in like the running and fitness community, aren't they? Like New Balance and Gymshark and, you know, because um, everyone uses them. So I think it's interesting to see now that brands are even starting to use like plus size women or, you know, different body shapes as an aspirational fitness look which is it's really interesting so yeah good conversation i'm into it yeah it's, it's actually often <laughs> some, a kind of request we have on the uh for a run as well because I, I look after the letters pages in runner's world and um quite often we'll have people say look we, we like the fact that we like the content of the magazine but that actually most of the people that you show pictures of are slightly unattainably kind of toned and fit looking people and it, it would be great to to get um more plus size or more more kind of like I guess more like real life people in the pages so I think that's something that we could work on as well as a brand yeah definitely I think um it it needs to be for people to want to get involved and train and like be involved in this community then the representations that they see have to be a bit more tangible I think just needs to be um you know I think it does feel so unattainable for so many people that they feel intimidated um, to even put on a pair of fitness trousers or put on a pair of trainers and go out running because they're worried that, oh, I don't look like the 
quote unquote typical runner. So because I don't look like that runner, I would feel embarrassed. And I, I get lots of questions on my Instagram about that of people saying, how do you have the confidence to go running in your local area? And it makes me really sad that that people have been made to feel that way because I think what we we spent so much time focusing on the aesthetic of health and fitness, but actually forgetting that it's incredible for your mental health. It's amazing for your hormones. It's amazing just to keep your body strong and healthy and your your posture. Everyone thinks about fitness fitness to a- achieve a certain body type or to lose weight or to get to gain abs whereas i think about fitness as a great way to keep my mind healthy to keep my body healthy to keep my joints healthy and i just think that conversation is not being had enough uh, enough either yeah i uh-huh. think that's absolutely right um, definitely i think it was um it was really telling the other day and you, you mentioned jim sharp when they put up a picture of a I forget her name now but they they, they basically put up a, a model and she had her stomach out and it was in support of anyone wearing Gymshark and that was the sort of the tone of it but the comments and the, and, the, and the sort of backlash online for someone who wasn't you know an Instagram looking person in Gymshark kit was incredible it was, yeah. it was kind of like it really highlighted that sort of uh pressure i guess that that, that just uh, the aesthetic is is always there as a target there's a there's a lot of fat phobia that i think people people aren't willing to always admit necessarily they they've got this ingrained fat phobia just in our culture even if you even if you turn on like i don't want to get too political here but even some of the statements that you see on television about um being overweight and what it means to be and how it's so bad for your health and um, how, you know, you could get coronavirus if you gain a bit of weight. But people people don't talk about um, the negative impact that ha- that eating disorders and, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people who are addicted to the gym, for example, and have an obsession with weighing their food. And, you know, no one actually talks about that as, a, as as much of a problem. In fact, I think that's even more encouraged in our society because you have apps like MyFitnessPal and, you you know, you have these ripped bodies on the cover of magazines um, to, to encourage that in the fitness world. And nobody talks about, there's an amazing um, content creator, I forget his name now, J, JB, well, I'd have to come back to you on that, but um, yeah. he's basically great. And he he does these Instagram videos and he's he's got an, an, an eight pack and he points out that even though he's got an eight pack, he has these problems with his joints and he has um, Crohn's disease and he has all these different things, which you wouldn't think of looking at this quote unquote healthy, perfect aspirational body. And, you know, I think it's this, this really interesting conversation when it comes to fat phobia as being, you know, don't be fat, it is so unhealthy. But then, you know, what is health? Like define health, because yes, perhaps you might have a slightly bigger body mass index. Like I know that I do have a higher BMI, but I also used to have a much smaller BMI. If you scroll all the way back through my Instagram about four or five years ago, I was a size eight and I used to eat an apple a day and a piece of salmon occasionally. And I had an eating disorder and I was unwell and I was emotionally unstable and my nails wouldn't grow and my hair wouldn't grow and I had a stomachache constantly and yes I was thin and my body was thin and probably um, acceptable 
but did it did it necessarily mean that I was healthier I would definitely say no because right now even though my body mass index is higher my mind is healthier my skin is healthier my hair grows I feel healthy even though I am just a little bit fatter. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 can, I can tell you, we, we've, we've got to broaden our definition of what it is to be healthy. I, I remember speaking to um, Greg White, who's, who's kind of like the, the trainer that you get if you're like a celebrity, right? So like David Walliams was trained by Greg White to, to swim the channel. And he's worked with lots of, lots of different um, people who are trying endurance events. And he said, he said the same thing. He said that we, we need to get into our heads that people can be larger and still be incredibly fit, actually. And, you, and, you, and obviously you see it in stuff like channel swimming because that has, you need to be slightly larger to, to deal with the cold. But if you go to, if you look at an ultra marathon, you go to a start line there, the, the, the amount of different body shapes um, that you'll see is, is, is really eye-opening. And, lots, and it would be very difficult to look at that, look at a start line and, and determine where people are going to finish based on, the, you know, their BMI. I think, it, yeah, health is, is way broader than that. And um, yeah, I think you're right, that message needs to come out a bit more. Definitely. Absolutely. And I'm so glad to see, like you said, Gymshark embracing that and brands actually, I know that I've been modeling for eight years and um, around the world. And this last year and a half of of my life um, has been the most fitness, um, fitness based collaborations and partnerships that I've had ever. I just never would have been considered two years ago three years ago and now brands are finally starting to say okay people want to see this and actually there's a bit of a gap in the market it's great for me um, <laughs> um but you know i think it's incredible i think it's really important so i'm, I'm into it that's great <laughs> so could you tell it yeah could you tell us what role running has played for you this year and it's been an incredibly strange year for, for lots of people but i'd be interested to know what how running has kind of yeah the, the role it's played yeah definitely so i think um Obviously, yeah, like you said, this year has been a really, really difficult, turbulent, unprecedented, I think is the word of the year, isn't it? Mm, (laughs) Kind of year. And the main thing for me that running has always done is it's kept me on track with my with my goal setting. When I know that I've got a challenge, it's particularly like, you know, even if it was a virtual challenge or I did like a virtual race at home and um, I'm doing the virtual, be running the virtual 10K next week actually um whatever it is knowing that I have that goal just gets me out of bed it gets me up and out of the house and doing something because I know that in like six weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks time I have to run that race you know even if I'm doing it virtually um so for me running has been a huge savior I think probably midway through that first lockdown where I'd lost a lot of my jobs, I'd lost, a lot of my contracts had been put on hold and I was just feeling quite aimless. I think a lot of people might have been in the same boat and running was really one of the, and, and fitness in general was one of the only things that I could control and I had the power over. So yeah, I made yeah. myself a little fitness plan and I stuck to it and it really just helped to keep me grounded. And also knowing that I had that goal forced me up and out of out of the house for my one hour exercise so it really was um a saving grace and in turn obviously because of keeping on top of my exercise it helped me to just feel mentally stronger as well yeah um we 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 agree with that ben don't we We, that's exactly what we've been saying i think throughout throughout this year oh the initial plunge into lockdown back in april whenever it was um and the impact that had in terms of how 
when something you took for granted suddenly becomes the one thing that you're allowed to do, be it running or cycling, just those bits of exercise, how sort of precious they were and how yeah, important yeah. to uh, to maintaining a sort of a degree of normality and a degree of like control and all the things that were completely out and like taken away. <laughs> yeah. actually, it's like that's exactly it. Like the running, the, the, the running became far, far more important than I kind of imagined it would be. Was yeah. probably the fairest mm. way to put it. I definitely mm. agree. It's like a san- it was like a little sanctuary, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a little <Yeah>. safe space. You <laughs> see, <laughs> so you're obviously taking part in the uh, in the virtual race at the weekend, and you you previously taken part in the Vitality London uh, Ten Thousand meter wearing only your underwear with your friends um what message were you communicating back then and have you got an outfit for this year so at the moment that the attire is up for debate um i think just because it's quite cold like last year i think we ran in may or something so it was really nice and warm we we ran past the queen's house in our underwear like sweating (laughs) having a great time I think I got a tan actually so I think I think it's just debatable about whether we're going to run in our underwear I think some people have got their heart set on it I'm somewhere in between um but yeah I think the message there was just about being positive about your body like whatever state it's in I think um we we place so much emphasis on our bodies and what they look like and then if you actually step outside of that for a second you remember that your body is a vessel and it's designed to you know it's amazing your bodies are incredible like you you put stuff into them and then they put out energy and then they do other stuff and like you're breathing the whole time and your brain is working they're incredible machines um and so I always find it interesting how all that anyone ever focuses on is how the size of their bum or like you know like oh no this bit's popped up there um so for me it's it's just about like celebrating this incredible body that we've been given that works and um that gets us from a to b and also like celebrating the fact that you know it's important to remember that your body changes your your whole life when you're a baby to when you're you know an old man or woman warm in your bed your body is going to be completely different. And I think it's really important to just, no matter what state you're in, no matter if it's been, you know, you had a good Christmas, and you had a few <laughs> too many pies, or, you know, if you've been stressed and perhaps you haven't been eating as much, is to just say, okay, this is me, this is how I look, and that's okay. And really, there's, there's, there's nothing worse than just punishing yourself for you know body your body reacts to the environment it it reacts to stress you know sometimes you you gain weight as like a protection method or you're eating more because there's something emotional going on and rather than just punishing yourself for the changes you know love what you see in the mirror and then and then also set your goals to to work on what you feel like you need to work on but throughout that period I think that part the self-punishment is just so so detrimental and it's so sad to see people doing it so I think celebrate you is all about celebrating your body and loving what you've got and what you've been given and just working with it because that's the theme for this year's vitality 10,000 isn't it it's, mm-hmm. it, it's a celebrate you um it's kind of a and for, and for you that's just about kind of accepting yourself as you are I guess yeah definitely I think uh, you know when it comes to your body what other what other message could there really be you know other than just yeah, yeah you have to just own what you've got because unfortunately, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, it's not going to change 
that you know you can do things to change your body in certain ways but you, you know it is this is what you've been given you know rather than having to you know I, I do feel quite passionately about uh young women and men who feel like they need to go and and you get lots of plastic surgery to to just find happiness within themselves and I although I support anyone's decision to do what they feel makes them happy I think you know I think having that mentality that oh don't worry I'll just I'll just cut that bit off (laughs) I don't like it I'll just 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 cut it off you know I think where did we even get this attitude from you always think if you were an alien and you came down from space and you saw people were doing this you'd be like what is going on um so rather than all of that and all of that you know just just embrace what you've got and love it. Here, here. I think that's a great that's a great message. This is the Runner's World Podcast. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I think a lot of people, truth, are kind of worried about, um, well, I guess it's kind of this sort of second lockdown, but also um, I know a lot of people's mental health struggles more in the, in the, in the winter months. Is there anything that you do in particular to, to make sure that you kind of stay on top of that during winter and anything that you could advise other people do? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I'm a, I'm a pro at this. And the reason I'm a pro right. at this is because <laughs> I do have quite a long history of, of mental health um, issues. So um, I suffered quite badly with anxiety and depression over the years. Um, and I have ADHD, which is not a mental health problem. It's a neurological um, disorder, but it definitely affects me just in my day to day. So um, because of this, I've I've had to go out and find the tools to help myself to manage over the years. And I feel like I've kind of got it down to a T now. So, <laughs> um, Excellent. Good. Right. So some of the things that I do, um, a big one for me is practicing good sleep hygiene, which I think a lot of people, especially now with like social media, don't do people get into climb into their beds at 
10, 11, 12 p.m. and they're still on Instagram, like scrolling through or they're on their emails or, on, or they're on their WhatsApp and they're looking at that screen constantly. Um, so a huge thing for me would be to say like, make sure you're getting enough sleep. Sleep is so important. Um, so practicing good sleep hygiene is like switching your phone off, putting your phone in a drawer at 8 p.m. and or putting it onto airplane mode. You know, people, so many people listening to this will be like, but I don't have an alarm clock. <laughs> I'll say, buy an alarm clock. It will cost you £2.50. <laughs> buy an alarm clock to wake you up. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a huge thing. Obviously, lo- looking at the screens too often as well is just another kettle of fish in itself. But really, like, limiting your screen time, uh, it's good sleep hygiene. So that's like, you know, actually have a good proper rest, you know, before bed, not looking at screens, relaxing, reading a book, having a bath. Um, and making sure that you're able to switch your brain off to have a full rest because if you don't have a full rest you just wake up the next day and you just feel like you know (laughs) shit so (laughs) um, and I think we always forget that Um, so good sleep hygiene I think I mean it's probably a no-brainer but like healthy eating and exercise are just so key when it comes to your mental function and hydration and you know it's really important that you keep on top of that Uh, and if you're not don't punish yourself but I think just try and set yourself goals to keep on top of your eating and your exercise because again like your blood sugar levels um, you might think you're feeling down but maybe you're just hungry maybe you just need a snack you know Um, um, of course I think um, staying in touch with your support network as well like um, reaching out to people when you are feeling like you're having a difficult time. I think um, I'm an ambassador for the mental health charity CALM, which stands for Campaign Against Living Miserably. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, do live miserably. And 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 some of that is to do with the fact that people just don't feel like they can talk to anyone um, or don't feel like they can open up um, and have conversations. But the power of vulnerability and just allowing yourself to to reach out to that closest person and say, look, I'm having a really difficult time. I think you'd be surprised at how powerful that can be. Um, uh, so yeah, your support network. I think if, you, if you're if you really struggling, um, again, there's so much stigma around mental health, I think. Um, if you are struggling, I would always recommend to just to go and see a GP. Um, a lot of people just don't feel like they can or they're, oh, you know, I'm fine or I'll be okay. But if you just feel like things are unmanageable, go and see your GP because they'll always be able to signpost you and give you the support that you need. Um, and of course, you can always contact Calm, Calm Mental Health Charity. I will always signpost to them. They have a 365 days a year service. Yes, I'm just questioning myself, but yeah, it is. Um, but I really just think, yeah, keep keeping on top of it and, um, checking in with yourself and just saying, you know, am I, perhaps you might react to an email, like you might have a really dramatic response to a work email and you think, why did I react like that? And you realize actually I'm feeling a little bit down and, and rather than just ignoring it and moving forward, actually dealing with these things in the moment, um, doing a little bit introspection, I think is just very important for us. So yeah, I would say sleep, eat, exercise, hydrate, support network. And, um, if you're really struggling, contact your gp or calm yeah i think that's all all great advice i know that there are some kind of more extreme stuff in there where people go kind of jump in hampstead heath and kind of freezing water and that's been shown to, to sort of <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i would definitely say a bit of wim hof would never hurt anyone. yeah, wim hof, yeah. Oh, he'd be a good, 
the app. It's great. You'd be a good podcast guest when you win. Oh, oh, yeah. I feel like, he, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's he's just he's amazing. He kind of like walks up um, sort of mountains, kind of shirtless, just in his shorts, yeah. And, and yeah. You never know. He um, might come on and be like, "I'm sorry, excuse me, I have to go for a shower." Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry Wim, we're doing the podcast. Yeah. No, live, 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 live from the shower with Wim. Anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what message, would you have for like anyone who? Because I I think that this body positivity stuff. Some people think, oh, I'm I'm not, I haven't got the physique to be a runner. That's not for me. That's for that's for thin people. Um, what what's your message for people who might be thinking along those lines? It's such a myth. It's such a crazy myth that like running is for is for just one type of person. And I can completely understand why people would feel like that. Um, but as you said before, you know, you go to the, the ultra runner start line and you see all these different body shapes. Um, I ran my first half marathon in March and I was like amazed at all these different body shapes. You know, there was tall really tall people really you know shorter people there was bigger people and smaller people and all different races and it was just incredible and I think um just let you have to let go of this idea of what a runner looks like if you want to run you are a runner if you choose you say today I'm going to go running that makes you a runner um but a really big thing I would always say is when you're starting out I think we've all done it we've all like psyched ourselves up for that run got our playlist ready and got all our new gear and we're like okay I'm gonna go out for a run and then you st- you know first two or three minutes you like sonic the hedgehog and you run as fast as you possibly can and then you realize oh my god I'm absolutely exhausted that was awful I'm gonna be sick I'm never going on a run again this was the worst thing ever um so I would just say take it at your own pace the thing about running is and and like your you know like what's the one your vo2 max is that what it's called yeah you know all of that fitnessy stuff it, basically what i'm trying to say is you have to build it up over time no one's gonna go from from like couch to 5k in one run um so just take it at your own pace do what you can something i really liked um trying to help me with my training for the half marathon was jeffing you know the one jeff it's like I've never heard this. Right? Yeah, it's like a running technique. Okay, I might be making it up, but I do think it is true. Go on, um, yeah, yeah. So jeffing is where you run, you run for like one minute, and then you walk for one minute. And you oh just no, I, I have heard this. Yeah, this is, and it's based on yes. I yeah, I have, I have heard of that, that approach. Is it Jeff? Is it Jeff Galloway? Galloway. It's based on. He used to write. He used to write quite quite a lot for run as well. So I should know that. Yeah. <laughs> he was basically. Yeah. A, a, he was a massive advocate of the run walk. So you run, yeah. you walk for a while. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Jeffing is great. So I feel like if you're a Jeffer, don't even be ashamed. It's like a full running technique. Here was me like going out for runs, being like, oh, I keep stopping. And then my good old friend, Anna, at the running channel, she was like, babes, that's a technique. Don't even worry about it. Like you're, yeah. full, you're a full yeah. runner. So if you need to Jeff, Jeff, and just pass it off as what you intended to do. <laughs> I like this. This Jeffing is great, and I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the run walk stuff. Um, particularly, particularly if you're somewhere very nice as well. If you're on like a trail somewhere, oh, some some run walking. That's uh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Lovely <yeah>. morning hike. Shreepa, <laughs> yeah. thanks very very much for for coming on the Runners World podcast and talking to us about uh, body positivity. I think yeah, it's an area that um, 
we should talk about more and we really appreciate you giving up your time to, uh, to come on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honour. This is the Runner's World podcast. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runner's World podcast. A big thanks to our guest, Sharifa Jay, and to you, of course, for listening. Uh, the Runners World podcast is available on Acast, iTunes and all of your favourite podcast apps. Just search for Runners World UK and remember to subscribe. Talking of subscriptions, you can subscribe to Runners World magazine today and just get and get three issues for only £5. To get this exclusive offer, please go to hearstmagazines.co.uk slash runnersworldpodcast. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.